What's up, everyone? You are listening to Serving Tea, a podcast where we talk about all things tennis and more. We are your hosts, me, Jackie Fitz, and to the left of the chair, or as we like to call left of the couch, we have... Zaina Zaki Fitz, what is the tea on this Monday afternoon? So we have lots of tea to spill on today's episode. We'll be covering all the action that happened in week one of the BMP Paribas Open that is going on right now in Indian Wells, California. And we will also be talking about upsets and our predictions for the rest of the matches. Already, let's get started. Let's do it. So Fitz, what is the tea with Andy Murray at this tournament so far? So Andy Murray has had a lot of tea at Indian Wells, this tournament that's going on right now. So Andy Murray is a former world number one, and he won his first match 6-3-6-2 against Adrian Menorino. Then in the second round, he defeated 18-year-old Carlos Alcaraz, 5-7-6-3-6-2. And we know Alcaraz had a great run at the U.S. Open. And Carlos is currently the youngest player in the top 100 right now. And if you do follow tennis, you might have known that Andy Murray has been out for a while due to pelvic injury, also um, was retired, and just came back and is really crushing it right now. And uh, what do you call it? So at the hour 25 minute mark in his match, in Andy Murray's match against Alcaraz, he hit an underarm serve. An underarm serve. And received, of course, tons of booing from the crowd. Why? I I don't know. Yeah. I don't really understand why people get upset over the booing of the underarm serve. Nick Kyrgios has done it plenty of times. And it works because... It startles their opponent. They're usually standing really far back. I mean, Rafa Nadal, he stands like 10 feet behind the baseline. Why wouldn't you want to do that against a player? Seriously. And I, I read in an article, too, that that's the Nick Kyrgios special is the underhand. or I've always called it an underhand serve, yeah, so it's funny that it's called an underarm serve. Yeah. Um, so I've seen him do it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it is a way to throw off your opponent. I remember – I mean, back in juniors, actually, I had to serve underhanded for a little bit just Mm -hmm. because I had not a horrible scare, but I actually had a hernia in my lower abdomen because when you, if anybody knows what a kick serve is, Mm -hmm. so you typically do it for like a second serve, I would say it's more controlled, but your toss goes a little bit further behind your head. Yeah. And my toss, if you remember from college, like on my kick serve would always be so far behind my head. I remember this particular serve. Again, just very far behind my head. How many times can I say did far you, behind my did, head? But, did you feel it when it happened? Yeah. No, as soon as I hit the serve, I it, like I came down from it and felt it in my lower oh ab. My I had to pull out of the match that I was in. Now, again, this was juniors. Yeah. Um, went to the doctor, and my doctor told me that I might not be able to play tennis again because of how serious it was. Now, yeah. I think he was just being overly precautious or yeah. overly cautious, mm-hmm. but – I had to play another tournament where I was serving underhand the whole time, and it throws people off it so does. much. Gosh, actually, now that you're thinking, or yeah. you're talking about the underarm serve, I remember there was this one tournament I watched my sister play, and the girl had an underarm serve. I think she was coming back from shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. and she won so many matches. Oh my god! It really does freak you out because if it's a second serve, if you think about it, you have the underarm serve 
that ball is so much lower mm -hmm. to the ground mm -hmm. than if you were hitting a normal serve where it could be a kick serve and it's higher up. For some people, it could be kind of just better in your strike zone than having an underarm serve that's so low. Because any ball that lands really low, it's obviously difficult to hit a winner off of. Right. And two, it's all tennis is all mental also. Like when you see somebody hit an underhand serve or an yeah. underarm serve, I do understand why people boo because it's almost like it's not a slap in the face if you're yeah. doing it because you're coming back from shoulder surgery. Right. You have to play like yeah. that. But on the other end, I mean, you could either tee off on that serve. You feel like you should be winning that mm -hmm. point because they're not hitting a regular serve. Yeah. So it can play with your head a lot It can't. I mean, you could be playing really well and your opponent can hit one underarm serve and really kind of throw you off. Because oh, yeah. if you lose that point, you're like, oh, my gosh, wait, if I just lost that point, like, how am I going to be able to – you know, went against another serve kind of thing. Oh, and if you yeah. if you really master it, and that's what you're saying about it's a Nikirio specialty. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why it's called a specialty because it freaking works. It seriously works. Have you ever had to return against an underhand serve? Yes. And it throws oh, me yeah. off. I can't stand it. So honestly, I feel like people were booing because they're like they want to see real professional tennis when they're hitting 130 mile an hour serves. But honestly, you just gotta change it up. He ended up anywhere ends up winning the point. It ended up counting as an ace. Yeah. And he ends up winning that game. That was game point. Wow. So that's huge. Good for him. I mean honestly I love Andy Murray. Yeah. No shame to Alcaraz at all. Yeah. He's an up and coming player, but I want to see Andy Murray come back and get this turn. Of oh course. my god, I want to see that. It would be amazing. Yeah. And gosh, I just feel like the under underarm serving also another thing is if you're double faulting a lot don't be ashamed to try the underarm serve. You don't have to win pretty in a match. Mm -hmm. Like there's uh, Brad Gilbert had a book. It was winning ugly. It just, you gotta, you oh, gotta yeah. be, you gotta be crafty. Who cares if you win, you know, not in the best way. Oh you yeah. Know what I mean, I, I would much rather win a match by playing the worst tennis ever. Me trying to figure it out and do slices and try underarm serves and hitting balls 10 feet in the air rather than, looking like I'm playing well and hitting the ball at hundred miles an hour, two inches over the net. Oh yeah. It's, like it's you really just gotta kind of get out of your comfort zone a little bit, you know? Seriously. My coach growing up, Blake, who I mentioned in the last episode, mm -hmm. he would always tell me that there's going to be a handful of times, literally you can count on one hand when you play lights out, you walk off the court and you're like, that was the best tennis I've ever played. And maybe he got it from the book winning ugly. I'm not yeah. sure what the whole storyline in that is, Yeah, but you're, Oh, you're never going to play your best. So it's like you have to figure out how to win when you're not feeling your best. And I would say, yeah, like 90% of my matches throughout my mm -hmm. entire tennis career, I didn't feel incredibly confident the right. whole time. That's a good point. So yeah, it's like, that's a good point. How, like, how That's so true. Like how many times do you actually walk off the court and be like, I just played unreal tennis? Lights out. Yeah. Literally, I, I can remember right now it was the Boston College or Boston University, University when yeah. we played like on my senior day. Yeah. That was the, some of the best tennis I've ever played in my life. But again, it's like, I yeah. can remember a handful of matches in my entire career where I felt that way. So yeah, for Andy, you got to figure it out. If yeah. that's winning, like don't, don't fix something if, if it's working. Exactly. Yeah. And then also Andy Murray had a wedding ring scare. What? So Andy Murray, his tennis shoes after his match smelled so bad that he left his shoes outside underneath his car outside of the hotel to air them out and they were i guess too they smelled so bad that he couldn't leave them in the hotel room so oh. the catch is is that when he his shoes he had his wedding ring tied to his shoelaces and brought the obviously he didn't take off the wedding ring when he 
brought his shoes outside. So his wedding ring was still attached to his shoelaces. Wow. The next morning, Andy Murray went to go get his shoes under the car and they were missing. Oh. So he had to make all these calls to security and thankfully they found his shoes and also his ring. And then he said later on in an Instagram video, Andy posted, he said, the ring and shoes are found, but the shoes still smell. <laughs> that really is badly. hilarious. Why would he tie his wedding ring to the shoelaces? I've heard Didn't... some players get their wedding rings tattooed on their fingers so they don't have to play. Yeah. But the wedding ring on the shoelaces is definitely a first yeah. that I've ever heard. So I don't know. I mean, thankfully his ring was found, his shoes are found, his shoes still smell, but oh, that's he's, the he's still in the tournament. <laughs> So maybe, you know, it's working for him. Yeah. Do we think he's going to go? Do you know who he's playing next round? I don't. You need to look that up. Yeah. I, I would like to see. I'd like to see my win this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Same. It's going to be great. At but, least get to the finals. Because I know yeah. last time I would want to see Boss win. So I would love to see those two <laughs> play in the finals. That would be hilarious. Oh, that's right. Because the US Open, they, yeah. had, they had the toilet saga. <laughs> maybe there'll be a rematch. I need to see where they are in the draw. Because they could meet earlier than the finals. Yeah. So we need to figure that out. But... Yeah. That is all we have on Andy Murray. Next topic. So, Fitz, what is the tea with Emma Raducanu? So, Emma Raducanu is the 17th seed of Indian Wells. She um, lost in the second round, so the round of 64 of Indian Wells, 6264 against Alexandra Sasanovich of Belarus. Mm -hmm. So quick recap, Raducanu, she won the U.S. Open, only qualifier in tennis history to ever win uh, a Grand Slam. So she's obviously coming off of 10 straight matches winning because she also won three matches in a row for qualifying. So she obviously has a lot of confidence going in. However, this is only Emma Raducanu's fifth tournament. Wow. So everything is so new to her. This is Clearly her first time playing Indian Wells, mm -hmm. first time on the courts. So Emma loses in the second round to Sasnovich of Belarus. Now Sasnovich has a lot of confidence coming into this match because she beat Simona Halep 7-5-6-4 before her match against Radikanu. She did. So right there, that's obviously a very difficult draw. So Sasnovich defeats Simona Halep her first round. Simona Halep has won many majors or many grand slams. And then her second match, she defeated Emirata Khan, who's also a major champion. So she's defeated two Grand Slam winners in a row. Wow. Who do you think would have more confidence going into the match against Emma versus Sosnovich? Because Sosnovich just beat Simona Halep, who is a major champion, but Emirata Khan, who's coming yeah. off of 11 straight wins at that point. I feel like I'll have to say maybe Sosnovich mm -hmm. because I feel like she doesn't didn't put as much pressure on herself. I think – that's a good point. Emirata Kanu could have had an equal amount of confidence, but coming off of any Grand Slam, you're expected to win. Oh, yeah. And naturally, there's pressure that, you know, the media has on you and also that you can put on yourself. So I think Sasnovich is playing great, and I kind of think that be she probably handled the pressure a little better. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. I would I'd probably say 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I think a lot of it has to do with the pressure that Emma's just putting on herself. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think of just the visibility that that girl has gotten and all of the language that has that we've seen in articles that we've read about like, this is unprecedented qualifier to queen, no one's done it before. Now all these brand deals, right? Everybody's looking at her. So it's it's got to be a lot of pressure for yourself. Oh my gosh, of course. For sure. And Sasnovich is still in the draw at Indian Wells and plays the 27th seed tomorrow as Renka, who again has also won a Grand Slam. Yeah. She's won Australian Open. And so she's gonna have to play three Grand Slam champions in a row. Azarenka's also from Belarus, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 She so both I wonder if they know each other or have met each other maybe. prior in tournaments. I don't know, maybe. Who and knows? then so here's the thing with Emma's match. She only won 29% of her second serve points. Uh-huh. So for every time Emma hit a second serve. She only won 29% of all of those points. That is not a good. You usually see second serve points when I feel like 60%, 55, 60%, but 29%. Yeah, that's uh, low. Like I would say, I mean, again, not a pro here, but coming off of juniors and college. I mean, my first serve percentage, when I would get my first serve in, I feel like I was winning most of those points, Mm -hmm. but my first serve percentage was like 30, 40%. So I always relied on my second serve. It's a little bit different for the pros. I think they're making more first serves, Mm -hmm. but for a pro with a second serve to have 29%, like, yeah, you got to get that up. So that would make sense. For sure. And I mean, it could also be what she hitting her she was she not hitting her spots on her second serve she was probably hitting too much to Sasanovich's better side it could yeah. be either her back and her forehand so that could have been a you know a factor in it into it Sasanovich also could have had a really good return day mm-hmm. I didn't watch the match but you know there's just a lot of factors that go into it yeah. um and then also Emma spoke after the match and then also, you know, press conferences are also new to Emma, too. Oh, my like gosh. Having, fifth tournament. Yeah, fifth tournament. So everything is very new to her. And she goes on to say, I mean, I'm still so new to everything. I'm 18 years old. I need to cut myself some slack, mm-hmm. which I really like to hear because she's admitting to not be so hard on herself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like that's something that kind of I was doing a little bit in juniors and, mm-hmm. you know, also just like in work in general. You know, when it, you want to do best that you can but there's only so much that you can control for sure and like emma now has that storyline painted on her of like you know she again like i just said unprecedented she's like the new generation of tennis now she's wearing that on her back and then people coming into the sport watching it strictly as spectators I don't know necessarily that they understand the ups and downs and the pressure that people are putting on themselves. So people are like, oh, Emma won the U.S. Open. She's insane at tennis. She will continue to win forever. Right. And people don't understand. It's like tennis is an individual sport. Mm -hmm. You could be playing, I don't know, not good tennis, and you could be playing someone who's ranked lower than you who could be playing out of their mind and end up beating you. It really just – and yeah, tennis is an individual sport, and it – it all depends on the day seriously and that's oh my gosh that's what my coach would say to me too right like when you go into a match who knows what's gonna happen anything can happen like you could be playing against the emirata kanu like coming up and absolutely playing insane tennis in the tournament that you're playing that player against so like you could be having a bad day they could be playing absolutely unreal one thing that I did hear, though, Emma's switching coaches. I did hear that yeah. as well. So that's I, interesting. I think it is interesting because 
I'm just all about like if it ain't broke, don't fix. Don't fix it. Yeah, yeah. So I think I don't know if that she was thinking about changing coaches before she won the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. but I do think that that is an interesting choice by her, just because she was playing so well yeah. and winning so many matches, and her confidence was very high. So I do think that is a little interesting. Yeah. And I do think that could have just been the timing of everything, right? Like yeah. BMP Paribas Open typically is in March. Like maybe she wasn't expecting to have such a quick turnaround with yeah. tournaments and she was planning on leaving this coach. But I agree. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Who knows? I mean, yeah. we don't know the full story there. But I thought that was interesting. I read that. Yeah. I mean, again, she's only 18. Mm-hmm. Some, I mean, some there's some players in college who play a couple of years and then go into pros. So they even have – you know, a couple of years on Emma. So the fact that she, again, was a qualifier, already has one Grand Slam win or title under her belt and has only played five tournaments is absolutely insane. And I just, I like how she's saying she doesn't want to put too much pressure on herself because everything is so new to her. So I'm just excited to kind of see, you know, where she goes from here and also how she performs at the Australian Open. Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, if it's she's going to be anything like Serena, Serena just turned 40 like last week. Yeah. We have 22 more years of Emma. So she is and so new to, yeah, so new to the game in terms of like us seeing her. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to I see would like to, to come. See, I would like to see Serena win the Australian Open. Oh my gosh, one more she, from Serena. She is just she wants it so Badly. Exactly. Everyone sees it. I, I would really like to see her shot off the year strong and win that. Oh, for yeah. sure. We'll see. But I think that's all the tea we have on our second topic. Okay. Ready? So, Z, I'd love to know your predictions for the next couple of matches at the BB Paribas Open. Great question, Fitz. I do have the magic date ball, so I know who's going to be winning. I'm just joking. So some predictions that I have right now, um, I'm looking at the round of 16. So Rogers is actually going to play Fernandez. Uh, Shel- okay, Shelby Rogers. She is an American player. Layla Fernandez is a 23rd seed. Mm-hmm. So Layla Fernandez who lost to Radakanu, the mm-hmm. finals of the U.S. Open. We know the stories of the teenagers. Um, she defeated Cornet in her first round, 6-2-6-3. And she hit – so when we talk about second serve percentages, right, so Emma Radakanu, who we just mentioned, 29%. Mm-hmm. Emma was winning – or excuse me, Layla was winning 71% of her second service points. She converted five of nine break points. So Layla's playing really good tennis right now. Um, I do think that she's a scrappy player, mm-hmm. and I think she's going to be able to beat Rogers okay. in this next round. I also am really excited to watch Ostapenko play Swiatek. Okay, so, they both won the French Open. Yep. Ostapenko, what was her run in 2018? I think so, when she won the French Open. And I think she was probably 19, 20 years old. Like, yeah, I think I'm, even younger. Even I'm pretty possibly? sure she was like... I don't know why I want to say she was, like, 17 years old or 16. Uh, I think she was either 18 or 19. But still, I remember, like, some of my friends were, like, I played her one or two years ago. And now she just won the French Open. So, definitely, again, another young Grand Slam champion. Yeah. So, So Ostapango is going to be playing her – or Ostapango will be playing Swiatek, who just won the French Open. mm -hmm. 
And Swiatek has been playing such good tennis, has dropped only like five games right now. So Insane. I do think that Swiatek will win that match. Okay. Um, that's my prediction there. And then Spitalina, honestly, when we talk about press coverage and like mm. how much pressure people have when they're about to go into a match, mm-hmm. for Spitalina to be as ranked as high as she is, so that's she's four. She, wow. In the world. Yeah. Insane. Insane. I feel like she is such the dark horse, though. I never hear any press about her ever. And she's always in the top four. Yeah. Consistently. At least I feel like she always makes it that far. I feel like she always at least makes the quarterfinals of almost every Grand Slam. Seriously. So I I foresee her advancing. Sosnovich, who we just Mm -hmm. said is going to be playing Azarenka. As much as I would love to see Azarenka move on i do think sastanovich is gonna win this match Ooh. what do you think i was gonna say the opposite i was gonna say azarenka okay i love azarenka she's a fighter she is a fighter a and she has a kid too yes. so i feel like that's always a big factor and just an- how much more fight you have and another grand slam champion too mm-hmm. yeah so i just feel like sastanovich just beating two major champions is gonna have a lot of confidence going into this match but yeah. who knows mm-hmm um Kerber's still in this so I know you had mentioned that you thought that she was going to be going far oh that's interesting they Mm -hmm. have the prize money too in the draws I don't think I've ever seen that oh yeah the prize money is so transparent now so I don't I don't remember it being that transparent mm -hmm. like I remember when I used to try to look up how much players would win for grand slams Mm -hmm. it was like finding a needle in a haystack it was so (laughs) hard to find how much money these players were winning yeah it's now just cl- written clearly on the draw. So yeah, I feel like I've, I mean, I don't feel like I paid too much attention to the actual draws themselves, more actually watching the matches, but I never really remember seeing the prize winner like that. So it's very interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, with Layla Fernandez, she is playing doubles with Coco Goff. Stop it. And Coco Goff usually plays with Katie McNally. Coco and Katie made it to the US Open doubles final couple weeks ago but katie is injured so now layla is playing with coco but layla is a lefty coco's a righty so it that's that combo. right there is a best combo for doubles because if layla plays on the ad side that means she's playing on her forehand side and coco is playing on her forehand side mm-hmm. so you have two forehands there they're they're still in the tournament they're in the quarterfinals playing against the two seed so you know, I've always loved watching Katie and Coco play. They just have such great energy. And they just made it to the finals. Yeah, they the just made it to the finals. So, I don't – it's going to be interesting to see how Coco and Layla do. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I hope Katie gets – you know, feels better and they have a great run together at the Australian Open. But it's going to be interesting to see how Layla and Coco do against the two seeds coming up soon. Oh, yeah. And it's so funny. I mean, if they win, what do you think? Do you think that Coco will go back to Katie or do you think she'll stay with Layla? Oh, well, you do? I don't know because, well, Katie and Coco made it to the finals of the US Open. They lost in three sets, so it's still a great match. I mean, they've been playing, I feel like, together uh, for a while. And then Coco and Layla, I think this is their first time playing together. And if they do win this tournament, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, again, if, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I so know. if they do, I mean, that would, but I don't know. That'd be sad. See. I mean, I definitely feel like Katie and Coco have much more confidence together because. They're used to playing with each other. They probably know more uh, signals on 
where to serve, better formations that they work well with. So yeah. I don't know. That's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how they do in the next couple rounds. And let's see here on the men's side. Yeah, I was gonna say, what are your predictions for the men? So one match that is really sticking out to me is Andy Murray. His next match is against Zverev. Oh my god. Zverev. So Zverev is again top five player. Just qualified for the ATP Finals tournament that happens in November. So they take the top eight players in the world for singles and doubles. So he just qualified for that. I, oh God, who do I think is going to win? I'm going to, I'm going to go with Murray. You're going to go with Murray. I think Andy Murray is going to defeat is going to defeat Spirit. So I. I want Murray to win, mm-hmm. but I feel like he just came off of a tough three-set match. He yeah. is coming back. Zverev, as long as he can keep it together mentally, I feel like yeah. we'll be able to... It's going to be a feisty match, I feel like. For sure. A very feisty match. Um, but I I do think... I want Murray to win, but I do think that Zverev will take that match. Okay. Um, I disagree, but we will see. Yeah, we will see with that one. And then Paz. Yes, he is still in it. He's still in the, he's still in the tournament. I would like to see him win... Not sure. I can't find the draw to save my life. I'm currently on my laptop and can't find the draw, <laughs> which is hilarious. But I think overall for the men's side, mm-hmm. I would like to see Andy Murray win the entire tournament. Yeah. That's – I just – I feel like he's fighting so hard. I mean, everyone fights so hard in these matches, but, like, I feel like Andy just – it's I, like he I has like, to prove – like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. want, I want him to be able to do it too because it's like you can prove that you can come back and really make it, especially yeah. in the new climate with all these new players. It's the new generation. Right. Um, so I would love to see Andy Murray do that too. And also, uh, Novak Djokovic is not playing this tournament. Mm-hmm. Roger Federer is not playing this tournament. Rafa Nadal is not playing yeah. this tournament. So it was kind of was like the big four, mm-hmm. them three and Andy Murray. Yeah. So I feel like Andy's like, this is my – I mean, Andy Murray's a Grand Slam champion. He's won the gold medal. He's already accomplished a lot. But I feel like without those three big names, you know, the big three, he's like – it's not like he wants it more, but I feel like – There's more of an opportunity. Yeah. And exactly, it's exactly what happened at the U.S. Open too. So And if he can do really well here, his ranking just keeps improving. It can get under an e- – Give him an easier, I mean, easier in quotes, um, draw at <laughs> yeah. the Australian Open. But he can have, like, a more manageable first couple rounds versus yeah. playing Djokovic in, like, the second round. You yeah. Know, so. And, again, it's, like, there's such little difference between each top player oh, yeah. at these major tournaments. Is Again, tennis is the game of points. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, you could win, I don't know, 6-4, six, 6-4, four, six, four, and the total points won could be a difference of, Four points. Literally one or two points. Yeah. And seriously. it could be one long deuce game. And I don't do you think in college tennis they should bring back deuce? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the ad. One hundred percent. I it's so tough because obviously if you're winning the deuce point, so in college we used to play ads. Mm-hmm. During my junior year, yeah. We stopped playing ads, and it was no ad for doubles. Because in singles, you always played ad. But for me, it was no ad. For singles? For singles. So really? I, I could be at 5-4. It could be deuce. So that could be a set point or, yeah, a, ma- right. or a match point for me. You're right. Or it could be uh, – it's also a break point too. Yeah. And let's just say I had a serve in and my, uh, you know, my opponent hits – 
a return hits the top of the net and goes over, it's five five. Yeah. It's like it is such a it's such a love hate relationship with the the deuce points. So I don't know. I definitely think that they should bring it back for sure. And also for doubles, it's one set to six, no ad. That's how it was. For my senior year. Yeah, no, that's how it was when I was playing too. So yeah, yeah, we didn't play with ad either. I just remember our coach would let us play ad, like with the depending on the school that we were playing against, if they were up for it too. I remember Glenn would do that and we would not clinch it. Remember, Glenn would always do that stuff. So And I feel like the whole clinching thing too. I don't know. That might have been in like fall tournaments and stuff with like deuce, but I just I don't I just feel like what do you think about clinch? Matches. Um, Again, I mean, as soon as you win, I think it should be over. I do think that what our coach would do was giving everybody an opportunity to play, yeah. which is nice. But when you're in season, you have to protect your body. I do That's think true. that you have to clinch it just to protect people. You don't know. Yeah. We already won the match. Someone could roll their ankle afterwards. Yeah. And so, it's, again, a love-hate relationship because you could be down. Yeah, and then you don't lose the match. Yeah, you don't so, lose the match. So, But yeah. if you're up, like, I don't know. 6050 and someone else clenches right before you, then it's like, oh my gosh, well, that could have been a really big win for me. So, again, love hate relationship with that. So, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this tournament, though. I'm excited to I keep know. watching it. It's a great tournament. I would love to go out to see this tournament. I love California. Oh my gosh. So, I would we love to do that. We should try and make a trip out next year. And then we're also in New York City right now. So, if you hear the sirens, <laughs> the fire sirens, that is what's going on right now. But Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to episode three. We will have another episode out soon. And thanks so much for tuning in. Bye.